Talking Heads. What the hell is an NFT? Hosted by Ben and Phil starts now. Good evening and hello September. I want to start singing. I should have started singing the that was like 21st radio first night of September. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I uh, listened to that today. That's, <laughs> dude, that's like the song that just instantly pops in my head for September. It's obviously a fire iconic song, but it is September 1st. It is a Wednesday. This is Phil with Ben. Ben, how are you this week, good, my friend? Man, I'm doing good. I feel like that. Hello, September. That sounded like total radio guy voice. <laughs> that know? was the throwback to the radio. <laughs> that day. was the radio voice. That's what yeah. we're doing. There's a little camera on it now, too. <laughs> That's exactly right. And we were just talking off air that, you know, and again, I feel like this is repetitive, but it's it bears to say it again is, man, the weeks just are so awesome but they're so freaking long. Like yeah. they're so fun and it wouldn't be worth it if it wasn't so fun, but there's like so many things happening and information being, you know, put out there, new projects being dropped. Most of them, to be honest, I'm out on most, I would say 95. I'm not even up. trying because um, my head just spins, but then, Plus you know, the talking, <laughs> Oh my God, that can be a discussion we can absolutely talk about today too. Cause the gas is freaking absurd and it has to change at some point because it's not even going like for me, now I'm about to go out on a, on a little tangent for a second. <laughs> the reason that we, I'm going to say we, because I know Ben agrees with this, we love the NFT space. There's a number of reasons, but one of the big ones, the artists are being able to control their destiny mm-hmm. and receive the funding and the support financially that they've been needing to have for years, centuries. Mm-hmm. What does gas do to, for them? nothing it does nothing for them but it does make me wonder an interesting thing if you were an artist who was previously selling pieces at like let's say 0.01 ethereum maybe you were a little newer you didn't have a huge following yet so you didn't price them all that high um and now someone wants to come and buy something like that and they got to pay like three four times that much because of gas you're almost better off raising your prices so that the price of gas yeah. compared to the piece itself doesn't seem as bad. I know that's weird. Like, yeah, that's kind of a weird thought, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I see that I'm like, I, you know, even from bigger collections that I'm just like, I still have faith in this one and the floor is really yeah. low. Uh, so I'd like to just go ahead and sweep it up. But all this stuff that's at 0.01, I could get 10 of them, um, but I'm going to pay four times that much. And then I stop. You know, it makes it I, it makes it hard for sure when you see the gas prices um, because they are out of control. And like you're saying, it hurts. It, I think it definitely hurts the small collections, too, because people are going to look at it and they're going to say, even if they like it, you know, but they're like, oh, you know, they don't have a ton of secondary sales. I like the art, but they go to click and buy it. And it's maybe it's a wrong time of the day, which anymore, it seems like most of the day. <laughs> and then someone sees the gas price and they're like, oh man, you know, I was comfortable paying 0.04, mm-hmm. but I don't want to pay more than double that because of the gas. And that's like, right. that's shitty for like the smaller collections too. And the smaller artists. So I don't, Definitely. I don't, I don't know the solution. Um, I think Ethereum has to get their shit together though. At some point, the, that has to, figure out a way to ma- not make it just so bad all, all the yeah, time. I mean, I, they, everybody keeps saying Ethereum 2.0 is it's going to do it. But most people I know, I'm not a technology guy. No, you know, right. I have a very basic understanding of how the blockchain works. Um, but most of my friends who actually know it are like Polygon. We should just use Polygon. Can everybody stop being such, you know, <laughs> so stuck up about Ethereum right. and how, or even the, you know, it's still Ethereum, like still trading at the same price as Ethereum, but on, I don't even understand how that works, but the Polygon, Polygon, you know, Matic, blockchain, much deeper, wrapped Ethereum, whatever. 
no gas or like yeah. very, almost nothing. Um, very, very minimal. And so that's the, like the interesting dynamic, I suppose. But, um, the reality is, um, most of these large collections, they're rolling on Ethereum. And so, yep. um, what changes that? I'm not sure because mm -hmm. people are still paying these freaking insane gas prices. Um, Today, there was a drop, and I'm going to talk about it. I talked about it off air with Ben. I did not, I was not able to mint, and it, I was ready to pay stupid gas fees, mm -hmm. but I, the drop took a little longer, which was fine. Um, this specific one, which was the G Vol, which is Kid 8. If you followed him in the space, he has a lot of awesome ass one of one pieces. He used to work in the hip hop industry doing album covers. Cool. And this was his first huge drop. It was 88. 88 or something like that. I think it was 88, 88 total. Uh, and I was waiting and he rewarded his holders that had the one of one pieces. The first 35% were going to be holders. So they could all mm -hmm. get 20, which I think is dope. Like you should do that. Yep. If you, if you were with them from the get go, then why not reward them? And by the time it actually dropped to the public, I think you're paying. So the, the piece itself was 0.1, but I think with gas, it was averaging, it was averaging probably like 0.45 ish per so that's like crazy but i was like i was ready like i'm i was gonna shoot off for three or four like because mm, i just wow. i really like his artwork yeah, yeah. i've been wanting to get the one of ones and now they're just so out of my price range mm -hmm. they're, they're you know 20 30 ETH that i was like you know this is still like something i could hold and i like so i i freaking waited for a while and then i have a cdl license and i had to have my freaking physical redone and of course right when i go to get in the truck where i'm not on the laptop anymore Boom, it opens. I'm like, oh, son of a gun. So <laughs> I just went directly to secondary. I paid more than the 0.5 I would have, but and it was unrevealed. And so it was kind of like a uh, uh, Christmas, if you will. And so I want to share the one I got. It is now revealed. And I just, it's a different type of artwork, um, but I've always liked his stuff. And I'm just uh, very excited that I was able to get one. I think this is what I want. Let's see. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. I have seen these. Yeah. So this is the one I got. I'm super excited because the, so I don't know why, but in a lot of these random collections, yeah, Kid 8 for sure. The the sweaters, the colored sweaters, I don't know what it is, but like, man, they're my vibe. Like, I got to so, admit, man, they are growing on me. I've been seeing that some places. <laughs> yeah. Like the weird, like even the, um, for gutter cats, the ski jacket, that's like one of my absolute favorite mm -hmm. traits. And I'm not a gutter cat holder, but I just love like the, the random kind of throwback vibe. So this is the one I got. I'm super happy about it. It's something that I'll hold because I just, I just like him and he's a cool dude. And I've been in the discord, not as long as some of my friends have been, but long enough where now there's like, God, there's like a ton of people in there, of course, right? Because they see, oh my God, I can probably flip this. And so mm -hmm. the story of flipping, and then uh, and then we're gonna go on to to what you got on your screen. Here yeah. we go. So kid eight, we got they, you know they go for about 0.5 ish, and then uh, they run up pre reveal to about one Ethereum. Wow. And and then after they start revealing, they're going, they're pushing, they're almost at a two ETH floor, and and things are being revealed now. And I'm like, and to be honest, Jeez. I thought one, I thought a one ETH floor was was definitely like probable. Like I was yeah. very confident that for his stuff, like one ETH was probably a, a very comfortable floor. Well, then, of course, you have the people that were able to mint a bunch and burn a bunch mm -hmm. of freaking gas. What do they start doing? Well, there they go. Let's rush to the bottom. It got all the way down. And I really honestly should have fired at another one. It was stupid that I didn't.
Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking care of my son, and so I was a little distracted, but even still, I got down to like points. Family six. always gets in the way of NFTs, man. You know, I, I don't mean, know what it is. Come on. <laughs> I got to teach my son how to push okay on the MetaMask or something. That would probably be dangerous, actually. <laughs> yeah. But it got down to like 0.68, and I was like, no freaking. Now, what's it back to? Like an ETH. It's so about like, one now, right now. Yeah. So that's the yeah. thing. And so, like, right away when these drops happen, you'll see that run up, usually pre reveal, and then you're going to oh. see it dump for a minute. Yeah. And then in a good project, hypothetically, it starts bumping up a little bit. I'm not saying it's a rocket ship, but to me, it was just something that like, I'm super happy that I have a piece from him. I like mm-hmm. him. I like his personality. I really love his artwork. And I chickened out on some one of ones that I'm beating myself up about now because I could have paid basically about two ish ETH and I should have. I felt really good about it and I just didn't pull the trigger. Well, now they're like absurd. So I was like, yep. hey, this is a little piece of the pie. I'm still nice. a collector. I'll keep an eye on the, in the on the project and who knows, you know. Um, as I continue to collect some ETH, if the floor stays semi-reasonable, uh, maybe I'll grab another one. But I, for mm-hmm. for an, for an unrevealed snipe, and me grabbing that, I was I was was pleased with what it looked like. And to be honest, I like a lot of them. A lot. I'm looking of at them. them. I don't really dislike any of them. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Is like they're weird, but I like weird. Agreed. And, uh, Definitely I mean, different. The guys with the razor blade in their mouth. Yeah. That's dope. Definitely different. And and again, if you haven't checked him out, you should. It's Kid Eight. Um, a fun Twitter follow. And and he was, you could tell he was stressing stressing via uh, Twitter throughout the drop. But I'm just. Happy to have one of those. And so now we're going to turn it over to Ben. Why don't you go ahead and talk about what we've got on the screen? Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned uh, album covers because this little piece right here. Oh, yeah. uh, So as you know, right, this is a Deadheads derivative. Uh, Deadheads, of course, being sponsor of our show. Also, a collection I'm very involved in uh, was actually brought on as an official member of the team last week, but I'm really stoked about but this piece right here was done as an official derivative of one of my, uh, one of my deadheads. Yeah, that's really cool, dude. I've actually named him. I call him Sal Bones Giordano. So he's like a gangster, right? That's anyway. Dope. The reason I brought up album covers or referred to your comment about album covers, this was done by none other than Helen Kennedy. Yeah. She's maybe not a household name, but anybody who likes the Grateful Dead knows her work. She's done their last four album covers. She is their official artist in residence for the Grateful Dead, who, of course, deadheads, right? That's what yeah. they call it. They've been calling themselves that for over 60 years or you know, whatever that is, yeah. almost 60 years. And uh, anyways, so I reached out to her on Twitter. I said, your stuff is amazing. And given what you do, uh, this, is, this is the dude, right? This is the original. Yeah, dude. yeah, right. Um, and I said, given your style and, of course, to focus on these like skeletons and everything, this is her page, her mm-hmm. main page, Zazcorp. Um, doing all this awesome work with skeletons, it's like a no-brainer. So I reached out oh, to her on Twitter, sure. and she said the same thing. She's like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, this is like, wow, how could I possibly say no?" And uh, anyway, so there's only 25 of these that she's she just dropped them tonight. And uh, oh, that's cool. She did. Mo- I didn't know that she did that. That's really cool, dude. Yep, yep. So um, I think she sold a couple so far. Uh, looks like yeah, it looks like there's a few that have sold now. There's only going to be 25 of these, and Bro. I'm personally really really proud. cool have my piece you know my deadhead in here because sure. as you can see uh it's the first of the official yeah. as corp derivatives so i'm sure she'll be getting hired to do other derivative work especially as the run-up comes on halloween 100 people start to continue to notice who she is i mean she was featured on the homepage of home uh, of open sea uh, a few weeks ago so people are already following her uh, her art is just amazing and um anyway i was stoked about this one with with my boy sal here 
I uh my wheels are now turning, Ben, after I seeing know, this right? for like a sick like intro page for us. Like my wheels are absolutely spinning now. Yeah, man. Well, maybe I love the style. To, uh, That's really cool. Know, maybe we could hire her to do like a yeah, something a for us or something. That'd be definitely cool. I have to uh, reach out to her about potentially getting some some of those derivative works because it is really cool. I love the style. looks very sharp. Yeah, we're working on one other little thing together right now, too, actually, that I'll hopefully be talking about before long. But I'm stoked to work with her. She's awesome. That is very cool. And again, we've talked about it before, but derivatives within your project are just vital. They help grow the project. Also allows, obviously, new artists to come in, uh, give kind of their uh, vibe of a project um, in their own style. And so... Uh, very cool to see the different styles throughout, the different things people can do with these derivatives. I know, like, uh, again, I go back to Bordet because they've been around doing a lot of these derivatives the most. But one of the coolest ones that there's a couple cool ones, but like there's somebody doing actual neon light signs of board apes. Like, that's pretty freaking cool. Like physical neon lights. There's people doing like board, like they sketch it out. I don't know how the hell they do it. Lasers or some shit. But it's like a physical piece of wood, like a, an actual board ape, like a board. So um, I think derivatives in the space is vital. That is one of the cooler ones I've seen. Absolutely. I'm not just saying that. That's really, oh, no, really cool. I was stoked. I mean, I really, I, I didn't know what to, I mean, I knew generally what to expect, but I was, I was right. uh, blown away. Even my expectations were exceeded for sure. No, for sure. So the last thing we're going to talk about just briefly, and then we're going to bring on our very, our, our good friend, very ape Jake uh, to talk about the Welps project and, and a few things that are, are coming to a head. But um, during the last couple of days, I don't even know, know when this was, Monday? Was it yesterday? I don't know. Um, punks, uh, the Punks, Crypto Punks, um, signed, and now I'm blanking on who they signed with. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. But they signed with a major um, agency. And basically what that means is, well, no one really knows because I'm not a Crypto Punk uh, founder. But um, in essence, there are some people that were. I thought you were one of the founders. I wish. <laughs> God bless. I definitely wouldn't have had my internet go out last yeah, week. I don't think um, you'd be doing a live stream with me. <laughs> oh, I would. No matter what. If I was All a crypto right. punk myself, nice. I'd do it. Um, <laughs> but basically, the essence of it is some people are a little bit concerned that um, because with crypto punks, you don't have the IP, which means um, if I own a crypto punk, um, I really. Uh, basically they can do whatever they want with mine. It's not really mine then. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like if you, um, when you buy a trading card, like I have a Luka Doncic rookie um, from the Dallas Mavericks and it's worth a lot of money, but like I can't do anything with the card. Right, right. It's just a collectible. I, I can, it still has value, but um, if they wanted to do whatever with the card and make more of them, like that's, they could do that hypothetically. And so people are a little bit concerned that they're they're signing with this and, and maybe looking ahead to a TV series or documentary or who knows what animated yeah. series. There's a million things, physicals. Mm -hmm. so a lot of people are concerned about physicals. And and the worry is what if they just say, screw it, we're going to use whatever CryptoPunk we want. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously those will be the higher priced ones more than likely. And uh, And what can you do as the owner? So what are your thoughts on that? Just kind of off the top of the head. Obviously, neither of us own a CryptoPunk, but what would mm -hmm. if you were in that scenario, what would your thoughts be? Yeah, I mean, like if I was one of the an owner, somebody yeah. who owned a punk. Um, first of all, I, I don't know much about this company that's that's made this acquisition or, or official licensing deal or whatever it is, but I hope they make the right call and do right by the people who have been in CryptoPunks, whether they're brand new into it or before, because 
and not just because it's the right thing to do, but because they have social influence in a very big way. Right. So, yeah. Without a doubt. You know, they, whatever they do, if they don't act in good faith and reach out to that community and try to do things in a way that benefits everybody, then they're just going to be the big company who tried to buy their way into this culture. 100%. It's going to smack them right in the face. So just because of the way I, I live, um, I wouldn't be getting angry if I was a punk owner. Um, I wouldn't be plotting revenge yeah, <laughs> or, I or, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, um, you know, getting defensive either. I would just be optimistic and hope they do the right thing and recognize that they don't, they're not going to make it. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't think they will. I don't, For sure. I, I, I think the community will revolt and, um, social media will take over and their licensing deal or purchase or whatever it was will have been for nothing. So. And here's, yeah, for sure. And I agree. I think, uh, if they don't have, and, and my thoughts on it, honestly, having, you know, not been in the community, I truly think the founders, if they want to use your CryptoPunk, I truly believe they're going to do everything in their power to reach out to you and say, Hey, we have this idea and we'd like to use this. What do you think? Now that doesn't mean you're going to make a million dollars if they use it in a series, but I, I just think, it would make no sense for them to not reach out. And so here's just yeah. a little, little bit of the information. Um, it's UTA signs, NFT art projects, CryptoPunks, MeBits, and Autoglyphs. So again, those are MeBits. Huh? Yeah. So all wow. three of those. And um, basically, they'll be representing Larva Labs, which is who did those projects yeah. for film, TV, video games, and publishing projects, becoming okay. uh, some of the first crypto native IP to seek mainstream content. And so, I mean, you know, however you look at it, if those things blow up and they get popular, it's going to make these things more valuable. You would think so. And right, I would think it would make NFTs more valuable as a whole because people would yeah. say, oh my gosh, what is an NFT? Because there's so many yeah. people that still don't well, know exactly. what that is. Exactly. And see, this is the thing that I do love so much about Deadheads is that they've made it clear. Like you can go on their website and see mm -hmm. the, term, the terms of service are written right there. You do have IP rights. And it was kind of always assumed with punks. I think that's sort of the idea. Um, again, I'm not super close to it. I've never owned one, yeah. never even been close to affording no. to own one. Um, but I think it was like more assumed than actually in writing. And so yeah. when I do this stuff with Helen on that derivative, and then I'm like, Hey, want to launch this other thing where we could actually sell like physical stuff. And I know right. the art, we can share the money. I can just do it. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to ask anybody's permission. I don't have to worry about anyone suing me later. Right. And it's not just deadheads. There's an apes. The board apes are like that too. Right. The board apes started the revolution. They were the ones who started that. Yeah. So, yep. and, and I know a lot of the people who followed in the footsteps of that. And um, so I think that's where it's going. Right. And crypto punks being, the OG, the, yep. you know, the original, um, no one, no one knew where this was going to go. So now yeah. a lot of people being smarter about it, apes, deadheads, a bunch, um, who were saying, yeah, you know, you do have the rights, do what you want because we want to see what you can do. Right. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic from the founder. He said, we're not only it's excited for the opportunities to bring them to wider exposure, but to help protect their growth and value for the long term." So that quote yeah. in itself to me, actually, should feel good if you're an owner, because to me, that makes them feel like they need more help making sure that the value sustains. And they and they probably do. Like mm -hmm. when they made this, there's no way in hell they thought these were going to be going for millions of dollars. Like they yeah. gave them, they gave them out for free. I know. <laughs> like they gave them out for free. Yeah. So now they're making this money, secondary sales. But they, I, I think that to me, that quote is telling because again, I think maybe they're like, we might be a little overwhelmed here. And I'm, and I'm just, I'm just speculating, but like with all the value that is now in CryptoPunks, we don't want to screw this up for the community. Why not? You know, and we don't even know their terms, right? We're not in yeah, yeah, back yeah. door and back alley listening to this. 
whatever those terms are saying, hey, we need help making sure this sustains. And when we have opportunities to do these larger things and, and get into a larger audience with games and TV shows, whatever, mm-hmm. we need your help because we can't do it by ourselves. And yeah. I think that's fair. Yep. And even if they don't ask for their help, they're either going to help them. Oh, or yeah. They're going to shut them down. Yeah. No, that's, they, exa- that's they exactly Twitter, right. You know. Yeah. So it's uh, a <laughs> that's the way social media is these days. So it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic and something to kind of just look ahead to. I know um, I know that I like that I own my IP and I need to start doing more with it because mm-hmm. there is just unlimited potential. Um, but uh, it's just something to keep your eyes peeled as we move down this this uh, this road, because you could see artists also going back. Kid eight, actually, with this drop that I got, you do not have the IP. Mm-hmm. And he had said, basically, like, I'm the artist, like, you're basically investing in me. And he made yeah. good points. Like, there's there's good points on both sides. Not every sides. project has to do that. No. no. There's different reasons to do the different stuff. And that was yeah. his point, too, is, like, he said, you know, apes did it, and now everyone's doing it and thinking it has to be that. And he's like, that's not Most necessarily people get the, the right. Case. They don't know what to do with them. Exactly. I mean, I in reality. 50. I got, I honestly, yeah. I, I have a, probably 100 ideas for my deadheads. I'll probably execute five of those ideas. Yeah but I'm going to execute him. Yeah, but for frankly, sure. A lot of people are like, that's cool that I can, but they're not gonna. No. And that's <laughs> the thing. I think it's blown out of proportion a bit yeah. to be quite frank. It's cool. Yeah. I like it, but it's, like the, the fact the majority that majority are not doing cool. it. Yes. And I think you will see. And in fact, I'm kind of working on some plans to figure this out. I think you'll see collections where one person says, I'll do the business dealings. Yeah. But you, you've got this really cool deadhead or ape or yeah, yeah. And you, you've got that one. If, if you let me include yours in this deal, I'll do the deal. Right. I'll get the deal signed. I'll get the merch. I'll get the whatever. And then I'll structure the deal so we all get compensated. You may have someone like that who's got great business sense, but they only have like one of that collection. And it's not even that cool one. And for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. they don't buy anymore. Right. But they're still making money because they have that skill. For sure. You know? So and just all sorts of ways communities can come together. and do Collaborating across the community is going to continue to to become a bigger part of the space. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, it has I mean, to. One day if I want to make a Deadheads comic book and I want an ape in it, I can say, Phil, can I use it? Exactly. Your ape? You and know? I'd say, let's do it. 15, 15% of profits, yeah. you know, whatever. I just we think it'd be that. dope to see him in a comic. Let's do it. Exactly. No, for sure. But that anyway. is cool how you can cra- cross platform and, and collaborate across projects. Yeah. So yeah, without further ado, we're going to bring right. in our featured guest. Super exciting. Uh, ben, why don't you set up, set up uh, uh, Jake a little bit as you've been dealing behind the scenes with him? Yeah. So Jake and I connected over Twitter actually a while ago. I think it was right before we even decided to start this show and just, you know, commenting on each other's stuff and everything. And then I saw the whelps and I thought they were cool. I love dragons. I love you know, all that sort of fantasy style kind of stuff. And um, it was, it was, so we've had different people on the show for different reasons, but with him, it was just cause I was kind of vibing with what he was talking about. And so I reached out, I think he was actually the first person I ever reached out to see, did you want to be on the show? Well, looks cool. And he was like, yeah. And it right. just scheduling wise, just landed on, on this episode. But uh, I was fortunate enough to get a, a couple of whelps recently and I'm looking forward to what they got going next, but I won't do any spoilers and let him No, perfect. And so without further ado, let's welcome very ape Jake. What's good, man? Hey guys. Happy to be on the show. Um speaking of spoilers, you can see my little avatar here. That's a spoiler, just to let you know. Hey. Uh, nice. We love spoilers. <laughs> uh, a little different type of dragon than our little cute whelps. That um, is much more intense. It looks like it's about to looking. kill somebody I like for that. sure. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I, um, I'll start with that, actually, because it is coming up on Saturday. And what we're doing is basically we've decided that we we lined up artists. We asked the community. We wanted to do a thank you gift from the sale. It was always meant to be a PFP avatar-style photo. Since the whelps themselves 
were not that style. Um, some people use them as a profile picture, but they're much more illustrative, hand-drawn, kind of not what people are used to in this space. And we knew from before the sale that, hey, we want to send people one so they have the best of both worlds. And, you know, it's also serving us. Like, if the more people that adopt it, we'll get more promotion, more exposure. So we took a community vote. There was a lot of artists chosen. A lot of artists are busy in this space. Like, there are no artists um, that people recognize who have free time, put it that way. <laughs> so we found two who were willing to do us a favor and shift stuff around. And we put it to a vote between those two. Um, one of the artists won, uh, Larry and Chan, very popular artist. She, she has a very specific style, which is kind of anime manga style. And it works really well with our whelps. A lot of people love it. But we have a lot of people who like an edgier feel as well. So we had a runner-up. Um, his name is Ryan Gear, And he's actually from Kenya. Um, so a really great artist. You know, I think has been in the NFT space a little while now. And he obviously does this very dark, gritty, edgy style. So we said, you know what? Let's just give everyone both. Instead of getting one PFP, we're going to give them both. Now, what interfered with our plans was gas, everyone's favorite uh, topic at the moment. So we have officially decided that we are going to do an airdrop because that's what we initially promised. We couldn't really, I mean, we could afford, but don't want to waste, you know, $300,000 doing a dual NFT airdrop. Um, you know, that's money we could use for development and for a lot of utility and a lot of things. So we didn't want to waste that on gas. The decision is official. We pulled the community. We're going to do the airdrop on Polygon. And this nice. way, everyone gets their avatar. They get both styles. Um, you know, certain people will get one-to-one -one matching their actual whelps with the same traits. Other people will get more general ones, depending on how long you've held and what you're holding. So we have all that posted in our Discord. But um, it's pretty cool. Like, it's the people who are going to get one-to-one, -one, you know, if they own 10 whelps, they'll get 10 matching their exact traits in these two styles. So we think it's a really cool thing to do. Um, you know, people seem to love the fact we're going to do it on Polygon. They don't have to pay to claim it anymore. And yeah, that's just kind of opening the door to everything else we're going to do now is either going to be on Polygon or potentially Solana. We are still evaluating both. There's pros and cons, but uh, I feel like Polygon right now is a better bet because there's less change for people. They can use the same wallets. Um, it's yeah. still on OpenSea. Although Solana's pushing NFTs a lot harder. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons, but um, that's probably a much longer discussion. <laughs> uh, the website, as you've seen, we, we actually have a brand new website coming. This is still the sale website. We've just been so busy right. looking into the things we want to do. Um, but we have most of the new site done. And the new thing we did put up yesterday is the old woman, if you see at the top of the page. Um, so the old woman is actually a proxy contract that once you introduce yourself to her, you're going to have uh, multiple features coming in the future. And it's going to start with staking your whelps to bring back our ancient seventh breed. So that's actually something that's live right now. And if you introduce yourself to her, you're able to stake your whelps and you, depending how many you stake at a time, you have different shots at rarities and you have different time levels that they have to be, they, they basically have a spirit essence that gets drained. And once the egg vessel fills up, they, you essentially get a new NFT you can claim. 
and you get to go through the whole evolution process again. This Walp has a lot more traits. The rarity is more standard. We ditched some of the subtle faces or the, you know, as people put it, some of the derpy faces people didn't like from the original <laughs> series. Um, so we do, we do listen to our community a lot and implement their feedback. But unfortunately, while we do have people using the staking feature already, the gas is just, again, like, right. ruining a lot of the fun. I mean, yeah. It would, Something's it gonna have great. to change. I mean, I think you really might see. I know a lot of people are hesitant to go into Polygon, but money talks, right? And, yeah. And I think it's only a matter of time before people go. Well, if Ethereum's not <laughs> gonna get yeah. any better, yeah. As, as soon as they have better bridges, um, not to go too much into the tech side. Yeah. But as soon as they have better bridges, you can even have your drop, collect the ETH, mint on Polygon, transfer it over the bridge back to ETH, and still send them it, and then you're not paying the gas fees to mint. So. There are, there are definitely workable ways if you still want to use mainnet, but I do think this current like past two weeks is really giving a push to people to move off it. Yeah, yeah, it's been bad for sure. It's been it's been tough. That's so, very cool. I love the staking idea. Go ahead, Ben. I was gonna say, tell us more about this this old woman. I'm guessing she's some kind of like in the lore of what you're doing. She's like some kind of caretaker or something like that. Like, what's the narrative? I mean, yeah, I'm looking so, at, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying. I'm clicking the introduce yourself button. It doesn't. Yeah, we've been dropping her journal entries every day, actually. We have a cool. writer on staff. And there's been a journal entry drop. It's, I think we did 15 entries. It led right up to the staking. And there'll be plenty more to come from her. For example, I can drop that the next feature she's going to offer is the ability to name your whelps. Um, that's mm -hmm. something some people have asked for. And then down the line, there's a lot of ideas we don't want to ruin yet. Um, but there's absolutely purposes for things like our set does have siblings, we call them, but they're either twins, triplets, or quadruplets. And the reason for that was we did everything provably random at each stage of evolution in the contract. So there is no way to know what was going to come out. You know, we ran many tests, but for example, in our tests, we never got a quadruplet, and then one actually happened. So wow. although a lot of people think that it screwed up the rarity sortings with third parties, we always have planned for them. They were in our metadata since you know before the sale, and we do have a plan for them. It I can say it involves breeding, and I can say there's also a plan for them that involves battles. And so, Jake, let's let me stop you right there just for a second and just kind of rewind a little bit because I know some of your community are watching, listening, but there's you know we usually have some other people as well who may not even know what Welps is. So maybe we could just take a step back and just say what is the project, right? You know what. What's going yeah. on with it? What inspired it? Yeah, what would you like to share with us on that? So what inspired it is um, basically we're tech people at the end of the day, myself and Tilting Shock. And we were working with Master Brews, who are a personal friend. So, you know, they're, they're a tech provider. They want to do very innovative stuff. We came up with the evolution idea. And then we were kind of thinking, well, what would suit it? And we were looking at what was going on in the NFT space. And surprisingly, at that moment, there were no dragons, which was yeah. kind of odd. Right, they were right. like the most obscure animals. There was probably like anteaters and armadillos, and, and there yeah. were no dragons. <laughs> so we thought, well, what if we start with dragons in their egg and then hatch them at different stages? Right. And someone told us, oh, you know, some, some games on other networks or games from a couple of years ago, they do have eggs that turn into dragons. But it wasn't a gradual process it was just a one-time reveal so we thought no can we do this where there's multiple stages and then what if every stage 
drops a random trait. And then can we do this all in the smart contract where it's going to be innovative tech for master brews, which is great for their reputation and great for what they were trying to build as a service provider. And the answer is yes, we've, we figured it all out. Um, we did take several risks. We knew that not doing the PFP style might hurt us, sure. um, but we really wanted the fantasy illustrative style. So the artist we got, Jan Trees from Bulgaria, he was actually working on a tabletop game and he was working on graphic novels and we just thought hey his style is like perfect for this and then we teamed up for the backgrounds we wanted to give it a, a bit of a mix and a bit of a contrast so the backgrounds are done by Engwin who's a lot more popular for more like 3d sci-fi animation he dropped things like cyber crew the cyber helmet and they all sell out like really really quick and it was amazing just and this goes for almost all artists I've ever seen, the way they can do so many different styles on like, sure. you know, tapping their fingers. Um, mm. If you looked at his work and then you looked at the Welp's backgrounds, you would never think that's the same artist. Like they are completely different styles. So yeah, there awesome. is- um, So I just pulled up one of mine here on the screen um, and I'm just looking at him and, and I'll be honest, I've been so busy. I have not looked back at these in a little while. I, I tend to buy stuff that I think looks neat and just hold it and hold it and hold it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even check in on it. And I got to say, I don't think it looked like this before. Um, so that's what um, you're saying about the traits or am I just uh, misremembering? Yeah, I mean, they were only 30 hours apart over five stages. So if you had got, oh, it, uh, during, okay. if you had got it during our mint within about four to five days, you would have had this adult. Nothing has changed them since. Okay. But cool. the new ones, the new breed is actually going to be five days between stages because a lot of people wanted a longer experience and gotcha. they get more anticipation. They get more market time. Um, so there's a lot of different reasons they wanted that. And we were happy to oblige that. So yeah, right on. Yeah. They look awesome. So how does so, the game work? Oh, good. Yeah. Go, go, no, no, go, you go got it. it that is a perfect question. I was, <laughs> I was thinking game. And then I was going to also, after that, I got another question, but I want to hear about game. How does it work? So there's two aspects to games, right? There's what I consider real games where you're not going to get this in less than, you know, a year, a year and a half, two years. And that's at the very minimum. And that you're talking probably about five to $10 million projects. Yeah. So we actually had a phone call tonight with a company who is in this space, who is already about a year into that type of thing. And we're looking at, can our wealth fit in their universe? which is a Norse Viking fantasy universe. And we do feel there's synergy there. And that is something we'll explore where that would be a game basically comparable level to any top PC game, any top console game, and it will be play to earn. So that's nice. something that we're very excited about. Very cool. But very it's cool. hard to excite the community when you tell them it's a year and a half out or a year out. Yeah, that's the thing in the NFT so, space, man. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, that is an alpha leak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we love about this show. We love it. Yeah. Um, so as far as doing stuff for the near term, it's going to be a lot more just blockchain-based utility, um, stuff we consider more like mini games or building up, getting people used to different things we can do. We still want to experiment. We want to innovate. We want to try new things. So if you guys want another alpha leak, I can tell you one idea that we really think is kind of cool. So we're very protective of the whelps kind of story and lore. And a lot of people suggest, you know, why don't you have a burning mechanism? 
And although the staking, the whelps need to rest later, and there's a storyline reason why, that's still only temporary, you know, deflationary measures. And we thought, well, how can we burn them or give them an option to burn them while still staying with our story? So we've thought about actually implementing burning with cross-project collaborations. And the first one we're going to do this with, and, you know, we're, we're kind of ruining the surprise for some people, but hey, if you're listening, that's the advantage you get. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to have the old lady buried under her mountain. There's going to be a portal you can find. And if your wealth goes in this portal, he will find himself in another project's dimension, meaning mm. he will, from the NFT perspective, be burnt. But storyline-wise, he'll survive and actually show up in one of Master Brew's future clients. It's uh, Mark McKenna's Heroes and Villains. And he's going to show up perhaps on the shoulder like a sidekick trait. And he'll Ooh. be in the art. And he'll be a rare trait that only Waltz holders can get by putting their wealth through this portal. So we're trying to think of things. <laughs> See, man, this is like this space is literally no end to the different ways you can do things, man. Right. Yeah, it really blows my mind. So, so we're trying to think of things like that that always stay true to our story, that keep the Welp's lore intact and growing, but still can achieve what people are asking for. Um, maybe not as quick as they're asking for it, because uh, let's just say there's a, a large contingent who, if it were up to them, we should have burnt all the Welp's yesterday. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it is, it is a repetitive thing where there's a lot of people used to other projects and not to insult any projects, but there are a lot who do short-term tactics, I would say, to bump the sure, yeah. up. And Absolutely. We're, we're not one of those, and we've said that from day one. And there's people who are very vocal about it because the NFT space moves like lightning. But we're building things that we hope have a long-term foundation. Like if we sign this, for example, video game deal we're exploring, we're already planning then a year, year and a half ahead. I yeah. don't think many projects are doing the same. Um, now, I think it's going to be really interesting, right? Because I think what you're going to see is a couple of years from now, there will be collections, maybe like Welps, uh, where someone will be involved since now, and their friend will go, man, how did you know about this collection? And you just say, I just believed in it a long time ago. You know? And, and, and people are going to miss out on stuff like that because they're thinking short term. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, even let's say we absolutely fail. We absolutely do terrible with our plans. Nothing ever comes of it. I would pr be pretty confident that in a year, in two years, in three years, when there are millions of people in the space as opposed to like 100,000, mm -hmm. just the historical value, one, from the age, but two, we do have the proven smart contract claim that we were the first multiple stage time-based evolution oh. NFT. So I feel like that is something that will be worthwhile mm. if everything else failed. And, you know, we're obviously we're not hoping to fail, but right. Um, right. yeah, I would say if you look at the worst case, that alone is a value that will be seen in time. It won't be seen in a month or two, but it'll be seen in maybe a couple of years and people will look back and go, oh, well now there's, it's a standard. Everyone's doing this with NFTs perhaps but they were the first. So there's always value in being the first. Well, yeah, we got a question coming in here. That's a good one there. Can you see that, Jake? Will yeah. future Breeze be able to play the game? Yeah, our goal is that everything in the Welps universe will be connected and nobody will be left out, including the originals. Um, it'll just be something where we just have to keep thinking of ways to not overinflate, not oversaturate the market, 
and find clever ways where the storyline always ties in because that's important to us. Yeah, and you know, I've got to believe that when there's a project that truly has passionate leaders behind it, because there there are some that will go out there and they'll sell out, and then you know they try to do something and it's not working, and they just kind of move on and give up, and you never hear from them again. But I really believe there are others where the people behind it truly appreciate the people who believed in them early on. And let's say let's say Welps did not work out, right? And you do everything you can to make it work, but in the end, there's an endpoint to things. It sounds to me the way you you know the way you're talking about the people who, who are involved in your community and such. I'd be willing to guess that whatever you did next, you'd say, hey, if anyone's still hanging on to a well because you still hung out this long, believed us this long, we're going to do this whatever thing on this next thing we're launching that's going to be epic, you know? And I'm not just saying that about whelps. I think other could do that too. And you can tell when the project leaders behind it, you know, yes, exactly. Invest in teams, not hype, you know, because you invest in that team, they're going to pay it back, I think, almost always. Uh, if yeah. they really, you know, if they have those values. Yeah, we're trying to do that with all these features. And we're also trying to basically make our collaborations be a little more in depth, like have some some meat to them as opposed to just cross promotions, giveaways, whatnot. So that's also why we don't have a new collaboration every day, like some projects, mm -hmm. because we're working on things that take time. And that's what we try to convey. I think a lot of our community understands, you know, there are there are absolute weak points. Like I think we need to do better at managing, for instance, our Discord, our social media, our marketing. Um, some of those things like marketing, it's a question of we want to build up enough of a foundation before we start spending on it because it's it's great to attract people to, if you don't have enough stuff to keep them. Well, what was the point? You're going to be burning all your money and then just run out of funds. So yeah. we, you know, we everyone on the team has business backgrounds. We've all been in startups, both failures and successful startups. So we feel like we know what we're doing. We do realize in hindsight some things were maybe a bad decision. Um, for example, our rarity, we didn't think that it would be such a problem to work with some of the, you know, the more popular third party tools because of some of the things our evolution caused and, and did and the way it was designed. So yeah, there's things that we would do differently if we did it again, knowing the overall impact, but we're never afraid to try them. And Hey, if they don't work out, that's fine. We'll just pivot and try something else. No, and I think yeah, that's important, think that's important, important too, is, too, is like being obviously, being obviously uh, flexible, uh, in your, flexible in your thinking. In your, in your thinking. Jake, your, yeah, your echo. audio is a little bit funky now. <laughs> I felt like I was oh. God talking to myself. Um, <laughs> is it all right now? I haven't no, you're good it. now. Now, you're Phil was now. echoing uh, off your uh, mic for some reason. No, you're good now. It's perfect. So I have a question for you, and you can talk even about the team, but you know, the NFT space, it feels like we've been here for, you know, at least 10 years or so. But can you talk about your journey in just the NFT space as a whole? What brought you in and what kind of got the hooks into you? Because obviously we're here because we all love the space. And so what kind of started that journey for you? Yeah, so I'm, I consider myself quite new to the space. I would say I really only found out about it. Maybe it was in early March. Um, I would have loved to have found out about it about two months earlier. I think there's a lot of people that kind of feel that same way. But yeah, I I want to say that the first NFT I actually purchased um, was one that didn't go very far. Uh, I think they're trying to build back up, but it was the Super Yetis. 
Uh, ah, yes, the good yeah, old Yeti. Thoughts on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think my number two hit might have been Misfit University. <laughs> oh no! So, uh, you know, I got so a friend. Learning, I got a friend. Same deal. Those were his first two mints as well. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't follow my track record of NFTs. Would be my <laughs> oh, that's advice. okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've since I tend to buy more from artists I like and buy one of ones as opposed to more collection pieces. A lot of times, if I'm buying collections, it's because I think they're doing something cool I've read about or I've talked to their founder and I want to just support them. So I will buy some in that vein. I'll, I never buy any of them to flip. Like even as I'm holding my ape, I bought into the apes. I think it was pretty late. I paid about, I don't know, $6,000 for it. Right. And you know, I, I can't believe you paid that much, bro. I cannot believe you paid that yeah. much. You have a picture of a monkey, you must be crazy. <laughs> I have friends when they were just 50, 60 ETH for the floor ones, you know, was it last week? Yeah. And they're like, Great. come on, you got to sell them. I'm like, no, why? I'm going to hold it a year, two years, three years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At this point, I minted one. And so it's like, at this point, why in the world would I sell? Just like they've delivered yeah. so many different ways. So that's an interesting, interesting journey. So, you know, obviously you stuck around after two that weren't ideal. Um, and both, by the way, I, I think I got one Yeti cause I never ate in too hard. And then the misfits, I actually was planning on it and I just didn't have ETH or something. Um, so maybe I lucked out. I definitely lucked out there. And that was just kind of an unfortunate, uh, string of events for the misfits. But what got you into thinking, Hey, you know what? I want to do an F NFT project. Cause yeah, you know, March is not that long ago. And so it's kind of inspiring that maybe this space as a whole and, and, you know, uh, maybe the art that you were seeing and the artists and the connections you were making that inspired you. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I was, I was tied very close with master brews working with their artists and it was pretty awesome to see the talent out there. I, I had lived in places before where there were more traditional artists and not, not to offend the artists, but a lot of them were very snobby, very pretentious. And it's amazing that the ones in this space are 100% a 180 from that. Mm -hmm. I have not talked to more humble, friendly, helpful artists who really have passion for art. They don't, um, I guess, act with the same ego that some of the ones I've met in person do. So maybe that's a small sample size, but that really attracted me to look more into the space as well. As far as why did we start Welps, number one, we saw how many projects were just launching and making a lot of money. So no lie there. We saw a great opportunity as tech people. We can do something cool, try this new space. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it works out, great. We're going to give it our best effort for, you know, it was about a month and a half we were trying to build it. We're not really social media marketing people. I absolutely hate stuff like Twitter or Facebook. Um, but we realize now how important to the space it is. And it's something you just have to deal with and use. And hopefully we're going to have people strong people in those positions who can deal with that for us. So that is something we're looking for on a constant basis. Very cool. Got another question for you fielded from the audience. If you can see that one. Mm -hmm. um, so the nemesis is a kind of virtual world, metaverse world. They were under the radar. They weren't in this space as much as say sandbox or um, some of the other vector or sorry, voxel, I guess, based ones. And they're more smooth, they're 3D, they're, I want to say the owner is Italian, but they're based in a different part of Europe, might be Switzerland. And we had some great calls with them. 
they they're very forward thinking they want to move aggressively they want to do a lot of things their metaverse so, is super smooth like we yeah, move around in it it's just no mm -hmm. lagging uh it's not and even for my shitty graphics card <laughs> right it looked yeah. good yeah even people that played on mobile they were saying you know they love it it's smooth the mobile thing um, is cool about what it we, yeah. what we liked best was they were very open-minded to do a lot of customization and work with us you know we lined up and we get we get asked for example by our community why are you promoting them? They're not promoting you. We're like, once you see the number of things they're doing for us, nobody's going to do that. Sandbox is not going to do that for us. These other crypto voxel projects are not going to do that. Um, they're just at a larger size. Whereas we felt like the Nemesis is under the radar, kind of like Welps. We felt they're very, very hungry, and they also know what they're doing. So we're hoping right now, for example, in about four weeks, maybe another, maybe five, you can actually choose a whelp as your companion instead of a robot companion, for example. And then we want to have full-on like hangouts. We want to have battle arena. We want to have treasure hunts. We want to. We've already started. They're doing their speed races, picking up eggs. They're starting to design more and more of our world, like our section of the world. So yeah. they're putting in a lot of time and effort for us, and that's why we wanted to do this partnership. And that's what we're looking for in all our collaborations. That. It doesn't, it's not something you just do once, great, you know, you spike for a day or two, in three days, no one remembers it. So that's not what we're looking for. And Nemesis fit exactly what we wanted for a metaverse partnership. Um, just like the companies we're talking to, for example, for game studios, they're going to fit what we want in a game partner, a game developer. That is super cool. I love that. And I had, I've messed around, I think on Nemesis like twice, and I would agree that it's... Yeah very smooth and i don't know if that's partly because it's so undervalued or undersought after at the moment um or if they're just ahead of the game but i I've, i enjoyed like running around in there honestly like way better than mm -hmm. man when i tried decentraland is like super glitchy now again granted i don't have the best set up but it was like oh my god this is awful it's like i was just flying around and you know kind of jumping seven feet to the right when I wasn't trying to so and falling into basements like I've already said Actually, yeah and I, I'm not I haven't I haven't been big into playing any of these games I don't really have time to, to do the, yeah the, the game it's hard for anytime, sure you know with all this stuff you just kind of click a link and you're in in the place or whatever and I've tried a few of them but um a friend was like come check out the deadhead space in nemesis mm -hmm. and I'm like all right I'll click again and lag around and whatever but I went in there and I was like damn it's smooth it yeah, cool. that's that's actually the first trailer video we were shown um, yeah. when the Nemesis was brought up to us. It was a trailer of the Deadhead Space. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's cool. It's got all those <laughs> so, trees um, and stuff. I think one other thing we're going to have is you can actually fly the whelps or fly on them as vehicles. Some of these details are still up in the air. They're being discussed which road is better to take, you know, what's the asset work. But you'll absolutely be able to fly either as the whelp or on the whelp which is going to be nice. pretty cool. So you can, That's very instead cool. of jumping in the portals, going to other areas, right. you can just fly and explore the, the entire world. That's very cool, definitely. And that's something to look forward to. So great question from NFT Games IO. Any other questions, Ben? Not off the top of my head, I don't think. I think we covered a bunch here, and this was great. A great uh, guest, as always. We've been so lucky and fortunate to have all these awesome projects, and some of them maybe undervalued at the moment but um this is great to talk to you jake and, and i want to say thank you for swinging through 
Um, and we'd love to reconnect again uh, here down the line when you have oh, uh, this game. More, we got yeah, one go question down in the chat. I just didn't maybe because uh, I saw they asked it earlier too. So just ah, yes, here we go. Token coming? Question mark. Yeah, we've we've absolutely discussed it. We've thought about it. We've thought about the play to earn. Um, right now, it's something where it has to be decided with, you know, are we going to Polygon? Are we going to Solana? What is the new future plan based on the results of the past kind of two weeks, really? And once that pivot's decided, I think we'll have a lot more. Um, but it would make sense at some point to have a, a token related to things because there's no real reason not to. We know it's very attractive to people. Mm -hmm. The tokenomics have to be done right, of course. You don't want yeah. something that yep. is a, one of these, I would call them animal coins from um, Binance Smart Chain. <laughs> mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you uh, you want to be careful with it, of course, but it is something we've already discussed, probably on the long list of many, many, many things we've discussed. And it never ends, of, right? The never-ending yeah, discussion. Yeah, knocking them out, keeping going, you know, steady with our plans. And while we do appreciate and listen to the community feedback, it's you know it's a little tiresome sometimes for certain people who are really just always upset about the floor. And we get it; they put money in, they want to make money. Yeah. yeah, but we're very clear that if you know we're building something long term, if you want to enjoy the ride with us, we're going to try and give you as much perks and value as we can. But we're not going to do short term band aids. We're not going to empty our community wallet to buy the floor. We're yeah. not going to do like things like that. And see, I, the, the last thing I want to say about that because I was I was actually cruising. I can't help myself. Whenever we do this show, whenever we do, Phil and I probably our eyes are looking. Yes, we're on open sea shopping the all the time, all the time. And I was looking at the floor, and yeah, it's a little lower than some other things out there. Mm -hmm. But all I can think is like to me, if you see a collection where the leadership is active, and and it's got especially if it's got the check mark, you know, it's a verified collection. There's stuff happening, and the people behind it are still working. When the floor is low, that's a discount. I'm like, that's a discount yeah, right there. The way we see it is you we're know? not marketing on purpose because we're building. And we yeah, tell people we're in the building exactly. phase. It might be the boring phase, but it's a very necessary phase for our future. And it is going to have a low floor because there isn't really things exciting people immediately, but they're coming. And once they start coming and start rolling and start, we want to build where we're going up a hill steadily. We don't want to have a giant spike go all the way back down to zero, have a giant spike go all the way back down, which is what we do see with quite a few projects. And yeah, right. it's a different business model. It's not our business model. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jake. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank it, man. you guys. It was a, a great time being on the show. A nice break from work. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. I encourage, you know, all of you to keep watching all your other shows, all your other guests. Appreciate and that. we'd love to be back on any time. And Ben, you better go stake your dragons if you want the new breed. I was I already introduced myself to the old woman hey, while we're talking yeah. here. <laughs> Gotta buy her a drink. Ben. Yet, a, yet another weird sentence that happens <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. NFT right. space. I, I've right. said more weird things to friends and in Texas <laughs> since I've been in NFTs than I ever have before. Well, she's, she's a feisty one, so be careful. Hey, awesome. there Love you it. go. Love well, it. again, thank you, Jake, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, have a good one. Yeah, that was a great discussion. You know, I really I had seen the project, but I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about it. And mm -hmm. um, just because, again, there's a million projects. And so I can't if I try to know everything, which I've tried to do before, it just stresses me out I know. Um, more than anything. So definitely interested. I love the staking element and how that works. I think those kind of uh, dynamics within a within a project is is vital to keep it a, a long term thing. I like that he um, 
he was honest about gaming because mm-hmm. that is the truth. Uh, a really dope game does not just happen in like two months. Like, yeah. you know, like, hey, here we go. We just did this in six weeks. Like, that well, just doesn't and, happen. And that's the thing about he mentioned, you know, mar- marketing, social media and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you do got to be, be on top of that in a collection. But, you know, I think there's also a really cool opportunity for collectors, investors to do your own research, find things uh, like whelps, like in it sort of a different layer uh, deadheads that are yeah. lower than I think they should be lower than some other big collections and go and find out, is this low because the team disappeared? Right. Is it low because people have lost faith and then they're making mistakes and there's failure here, or is it low because they're building something and they don't have time to do hype factories. They're creating something. And in which case it's low because it's a good opportunity, you know, um, if you, if you're willing to be patient, for sure. And if you're not willing to be patient, you're just going to play the flip game, then go do it. That's fine. Yeah. yeah there's but plenty I, of opportunities for you to take your shot on that. But yep, again, yep. I'm looking for things that I can hold for at least a little while and maybe for a long-term thing. I, I love the idea of getting into a project and then reaping the benefits financially and, and entertainment value and all of those things and not having to do anything but just hold it and be a part of the community. I think I that's mean, you hold pretty much everything you buy anyway. I've literally <laughs> listed. Uh, let's see. I have total listings of, I think like actually I've listed four things now and I've sold three, believe it or not total. Right, so that's big right. for me. There that's more go. than zero since I really, January. I, maybe I should sell some stuff that's getting ridiculous. So <laughs> I, I uh, just, I was trying to redistribute some things and have a little bit more ETH to play. And some things ran up that I thought were overvalued. Actually. I was like, I just had this, but I'm going to make a little ETH now and put it into something else that I believed in a bit more. So again, the NFT space uh, goes like light speed. You can't catch everything, but that was a great uh, inf- informative uh, guest there and giving us a lot of information, kind of some of the things to come. So uh, with that, it is basically, it is the top of the hour. We're really good oh, at I this. See one last question here. They asked about soul NFTs. Yes. Solana. I do not know much I, about I've looked soul. at it a little bit. I like Solana overall as a blockchain as a crypto currency and i think there's going to be a lot of entrance to the nft space so you're seeing cardano do it you're seeing um there's even another one what was that other one called um those are the two that i'm thinking of yeah there is another one but i can't remember what it's called now and they're they're all going to be making a play for it i think because they're seeing how hot it's getting and there will be more than one big player will it be solana we're going to find out time will tell for sure and, and again they're 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 uh shooting their shot if you will so again um awesome show ben get some sleep eventually i just drank this was coffee tonight because i <laughs> i felt like i needed to have a little bit and uh and i'm gonna stay up and got a few other things to get done but fun as always we'll meet again next wednesday also just a heads up for our regular viewers and even if this is the first time you've checked out the show in just under two weeks, we'll be having our first mega stream. That'll be on September 12th, and that will be from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. minimum Eastern Standard Time. And that's going to be a lot of fun. We have some really, really great people coming through, and it's going to be basically us talking to folks for 15 to 30 minutes about projects. Those will be uh, collectors as well. Have a couple of big-time collectors that want to come through and talk and say hi. But that'll be a really, really fun Sunday. So plan that. Put it on your calendar. By the way, next week we have one of the founders of Unstoppable Domains. Yes. Uh, Web3 domain names. You can use these as your wallet address, your payment address, as a Web3 website, as your sort of online identity, all sorts of things. So 
very excited about that one too. Same time, same place. A lot of great guests. We keep bringing the fire. So if you haven't yet, do us a favor. Go ahead and follow us on Twitch if that's where you're watching us. Most of us, most of you do watch through Twitch. If you're watching us on YouTube, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, we are now officially available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So either one of those, if you if you like to mess with either one, they are live. They're good to go. And, and and it really does mean a lot if you can if you can follow along with those um, to give us some support and and it, it does help us honestly um, continue to grow this this uh, space in this show because that's what we want to do we want to make the NFT space even more dope for you bring in new people learn from from creators and collectors and and just grow together so with that I'm gonna say good evening and good night good as always Ben we'll talk to you next Wednesday and Ben I'm sure I'll talk to you in like thirty seconds but with that. Have a good night, everyone. This episode of Talking Heads was sponsored by Deadheads NFT. The dead will rise.